People think I'm damaged goods. I'm worried about losing my job. Will I ever get a transplant? I want to see my children graduate from college. How can I afford this? I don't want to be a burden. I'm afraid. I'm overwhelmed with information. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever fall in love and get married. I just want to play with my friends. You're listening to Kidney Talk, streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First. And welcome to Kidney Talk. We're doing an international show today. We're interviewing Kathy Lebu. I think I pronounced it right. Is she from France? She's from France and she's French. If you ask somebody from France that you just want some toast for breakfast, do they automatically make you French toast? I don't know. Maybe she could give us some recommendations on cheese, wine, and French bread. You know what? She knows a lot about wine because she's a little bit like you, Lori. Those who always talk about it are usually the boozers. I I haven't touched a drop. (laughs) Thou protest too much. So listen, what do you do for relaxation? I have little puppies at home and kitty cats and birds. And I like to play with my animals. I hate to break it to you. I hate to break it to you. That's what I like to do. They're not puppies. They're they not are. Puppies. They're puppies. A ten-year-old Rottweiler is not a puppy. <laughs> they are just so cute. Now you got to say, Max is the cutest dog you've ever seen. You know what? I did think Max was the cutest dog I ever saw until I got a Shark Pay puppy, and that is the cutest dog and the sweetest disposition. You know, other than the seven stitches I had in my hand when I first teased it. But other than that, it's great. As a matter of fact, to relax, sometimes I go on YouTube and I just click in Sharpay Puppies. And I get all these wonderful videos of these Sharpay Puppies. Don't you just love YouTube? Do I love YouTube? I wish I owned YouTube. Oh, I know. Wouldn't you, you just... Know? And I've one of my favorite... Of what's your favorite video ever on YouTube? Well, I'd probably have to say Seymour Jones and the Temple of Chronic Kidney Disease. Where did I get that term? Seymour Jones. you got to go to YouTube, type in the word Seymour, S-E-Y-M-O-U-R, and then Jones, last name, and watch the funniest video about chronic kidney disease, believe it or not, a comedy video about the warning signs of chronic kidney disease. I will do that. And at the same time, one of the funniest videos on uh, YouTube is you type in Hawaii chair. Hawaii chair. Hawaii chair. You go to YouTube, type in Hawaii chair, and you will crack up. You know, I got to say, the things you find funny and things I find funny are bad. I went over to your office one time, and you made me sit through all these Hallmark little creatures that you thought were hysterical. I love Hoop and Yo-Yo. Oh, Hoop and Yo-Yo. Oh, my God. I almost threw up with Hoop and Yo-Yo. But you know what? Let's get Kathy LeBeau in here, because if we don't, she'll continue drinking, and then we won't have an interview. Well, now that I have mastered Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers, how many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? Let's see what my next challenge will be. It's in here somewhere. Say this three times fast. Fistula first feels fantastic for future fitness. Fistula first feels fantastic for future fitness. Fistula first feels fantastic for future fitness. Now if I only knew what that means. A fistula should be your first choice for your dialysis access. It says here, less infection and less hospitalizations. That's good. Yes. <laughs> Lasts longer. Some patients have had their fistula for more than 30 years? Oy. Sounds like a no-brainer to me. Fistula first feels fantastic for future fitness. 
For more information, please visit fistulafirst.org. Do it now. Kathy LeBeau today, and so are you from France? Can you speak English? Because we don't want to subtitle. I'm actually just from upstate New York. I'm not from oh France. Oh my God! I speak very little French, and I don't have an accent. I'm I so sorry. I thought you were French. <laughs> so what was with the wine just out in the lobby? I, what can I tell you? Oh, that was a California wine. There you go. Oh, okay. Uh, go okay. ahead. Sorry. Well, sorry so, for the interruption. So where are you from? I'm, I live in upstate New York near Albany. How did you get introduced to kidney disease? Very kidney up. disease? I'd like you to meet <laughs> Kathy LeBeau. <laughs> It just kind of rears its ugly head and says, here I am. If only it had been that fun. Um, exactly. I was very robustly healthy for 45 years, and I went in to have some gallbladder surgery. And when they did my pre-op blood work, everything was completely out of whack. And they said, I'm sorry to tell you, your kidneys are already at 50% function. Well, well 50% isn't bad, actually. That was about four years ago now. And then you could go down to, like, what, 15%, and then they put you on dialysis or right. something like that. right. What was your, you say, canceled the gallbladder surgery? Well, you... Yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. It, it was just so surprising to me because I had no symptoms. No, did you really cancel the gallbladder surgery? I, yes, absolutely. Because well, weren't you in pain from the gallbladder? I was, but my electrolytes were so out of balance that oh, they, they wouldn't do surgery. it. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, I find out when they say they're not going to do a surgery, you slip that doctor a 50, he'll do it anyway. I'll remember that next time. <laughs> he'll do it anyway. So what happened after you were diagnosed? Did you just go learn about it? Or what was your reaction? Did you just go into denial? Or how did you cope? The first thing that I wanted to do, I was all over the internet. I tried to get my hands on every bit of information that I could. And um, actually, that's how I learned about the RSN, was I came across Lori's book, Chronically Happy, read it, and I thought, this is an organization I want to learn about. So, um, And I continued to learn more and more. And I went to the National Patient Convention mm-hmm. a couple of years ago in Philadelphia, and I met a room full of wonderful people, including you, Stephen. You met me? I did. Oh, my gosh. And it, it, in fact, what was you, your first impression? Tell me the truth. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here I was. I was going to plug her book and say what a good book it was, and that it is coming out on audio tape really soon for people who don't want to read, okay. like me. That's exciting. But uh, uh, no, it's a great book. But I won't do that now. <laughs> So what was your first impression of me? Enough about me. What did you think of me? (laughs) Well, actually, you were quite wonderful. I'm sure you don't remember this, but you sat down at the table with my husband and I, and you really had just started home hemodialysis yourself. Right. And you talked all about how much better you felt on home Mm -hmm. hemo. And I thought, okay, this is something I really want to look into. And happily, the exhibitors were there, and I could go and visit and look at the machine and... Now, I'm, were you already on dialysis? I was when not I on dialysis. Oh, so this was, you've never been on an in-center program. Then. No. Oh, how wonderful. Straight. I went straight, I when I was discharged from the hospital, I went straight into, thanks to you and other patients that I talked to about what a big difference home dialysis made, I went straight into a home training program. I was very sick for the first couple of months while I was training, and I spent some time in and out of the hospital, but... My husband and I got through the training, and uh, it's made all the difference in now, the world. Now, was the doctor supportive of you going on home dialysis, or did you have to find a doctor who was supportive of home dialysis? No, my doctor was supportive, but I literally went home from the Philadelphia Convention and said, by the way, when I need dialysis, this is what I'm doing. I'm surprised that they let you wait to be trained. I mean, they're going to put a catheter in you, and then I, you know, going in center until you're trained, I'm surprised they didn't do that, so you felt better. I felt better 
well, I was, I had just gotten very sick by the time I needed it. I had, not only did I have hit end stage, but I also had kidney stones. So I had acute failure all at the same time. Wow. And that all actually happened last year at this very pep training was when I got sick. So I had a lot of people oh, to remember. talk to. I remember we were here and then there, there was somebody I heard that had to go to the hospital or something. Yeah. I flew home and went to the hospital. Yeah. You flew home and went to the hospital. Well, it happened. Didn't you have a problem where you were in chronic renal failure, but then you had some kidney stones and you went into acute renal failure. Exactly. All It was a really fun combination of things all at the same time. <laughs> How was that plane ride home? Not very You're pleasant. Speechless. Yeah, I'm absolutely <laughs> speechless. Never yes. been so happy to be home, probably. Um, yeah. Well, when you first saw the home dialysis machine, and just saw the whole process of what was involved. What was your reaction? I thought this was so terrific because it was portable. I knew we would be able to travel. Portable? As a <laughs> it's 90 pounds. <laughs> it's only 70 pounds, Steve. Seven, with, with the case, which I traveled once with it, and I said never again. Because not only do you have the gigantic case, the pole doesn't go in, so you got to carry a pole under your arm. Well, that's true. But my husband is a home builder, so he's pretty physically fit. It's a home builder. And so he can kind of cart that around pretty easily. Wow. So I'm very lucky. Try traveling on a city bus with that thing. <laughs> didn't you? You went to Portland I went with to Portland it, didn't you? <laughs> and I was being cheap. And I said, we don't need a cab. We'll ride the bus. And I'm lugging the th- they, You know how they lower the bus towards the street system? They lowered the bus. The bus driver had to get off and help me. And, you know, it was horrible. It it's was quite a visual, I can imagine. Yeah. Next time, won't you hitchhike? hitchhike. <laughs> Maybe you'll yeah. find a truck <laughs> that'll help me. you. <laughs> so, so tell me about, you know, when I first saw the machine, I thought it looked like a, a large toy for a child. Or a big microwave oven. That's yeah. what I thought. Well, I mean, Susie but Bank it looks oven. like a toy because it has a big <laughs> picture of a kidney. Buttons. It has a big picture of a stop sign. I thought it was like a shape sorter, you know? But it makes it so easy to use it because everything is pretty clear what you're supposed to do where. Right, so right. So it makes that so a lot easier. When you've been at home and you're on this machine, have you ever been frightened or what do you do? Or do you feel like you're always prepared to handle all the problems? I feel like we're very prepared to handle the problems. I, it's gone very, very smoothly at home. Uh, we've been doing it at home for a little over a year now. And... Truly, very, very smoothly. I haven't had any big problems at all. Well, the first time you're home, though, they always call it a hell week because mm. everything goes wrong. I mean, Did you alarms have hell go. Week? We we had hell week in the two months we were training because I was so sick and I had everything. They didn't have to create any scenarios to teach us how to handle them. <laughs> they all happened. <laughs> you are on with a catheter, but I know the. Uh, I, I keep forget arterial and venous pressures would go up on mine. And Sometimes that would happen. Mm-hmm. Or the I think the worst things were the, when I was very ill, the crashing and the cramping and the, the oh. hypotension. Oh. And I'm watching my husband, knowing they were going home with this, thinking, what has he gotten himself into? Do? And how did he react? It, it was an adjustment. He, he, I have to say, he never blinked an eye. He took this on. Knowing that it was going to mm-hmm. be better for me, he took it on incredibly willingly. But I know that initially, I'd say the first six months, it was... He worried. Anytime there was an alarm, he would worry. Yeah. You know, and I felt fully comfortable. You know, it was a very active process between the two of us, but he would get nervous sometimes. You guys belong to a support group together. We do. Our center runs a support group for caregivers and patients, and I think that's made a big difference for him, too. And he, you have to know he's not really a support group kind of guy, but there it's a very nice group of people that so we So your husband's met. not very supportive? No, he's very supportive. Uh-huh. He just he's, doesn't like to support He's not so much of a support group. group. He, I, you wouldn't he doesn't like talking it. to other people? Well, he's a reserved or reticent, I would say. Uh-huh. But he's gone to this group, and he now says he's really glad I forced him to go 
because he's really made connections with the people and he hears that everybody has the same yeah. issues. Everybody deals with the same things. Yeah, the people are complaining. He never shuts up. <laughs> they don't get a word in. Well, it's got to be them. pretty scary for caregivers, yeah, too, because is. they're watching their loved one who's on dialysis and they yeah. probably feel a lot of control. How long have you been married? 12 years. 12 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. This is great. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny, you, you mentioned the hypotension, and I, I had horrible hypotension. The other day I was gardening, and I was digging a lot of stuff and planting stuff, and I had a cramp in my leg that night, you know, and I was thinking, this is nothing compared to the way it was. I kind of forgot, because it's been almost a year since I've been off of it. But severe cramping, screaming at the top of my lungs. You know, I have to tell you, I really remember, although I had no framework at the time to understand what you were saying, mm -hmm. I remember you talking about this. Did I? You had gone to an in-center treatment in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. and you came back and I, we were asking how you were, and you said, oh, it was kind of a rough treatment. And I thought, I wonder what a rough treatment is, and I certainly learned, but I had no idea at the time. It's horrible. Well, not only was it a rough treatment, the Philadelphia place was just horrible. Because I've been to places, like I went to one in Indianapolis when I traveled, and it was like the Mercedes-Benz of dialysis units. Those was are the great. places to go. Oh, the, it was it was great. They said, uh, would you like a heated blanket or a, a regular blanket? Wow. I said, you give blankets <laughs> out? Give blankets? You know? Whereas the one in That's Philadelphia, unusual. first of all, I couldn't find the neighborhood. Then I found it, and it was like, it was hard to find. It was like crack house, crack house, dialysis center, crack house. That's reassuring. Yeah, it was horrible. And they had one television for every four chairs. So then I'm in between two people that start screaming at each other because one wants to watch Jerry Springer and one wants to watch People's Court. You know, and then they couldn't find my vein. And so they keep jabbing me and jabbing me. It was a really rough treatment. It sounds like it. Well, we need to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to learn more I'm about Kathy I'm exhausted. We LeBeau. should take a break. Honey, did you restrict your fluids today? Yes, dear. Did you turn your back on potatoes, bananas, and avocados? I took a quick peek and then looked the other way. Did you eat all your protein? Lovely weather we're having, isn't it? Honey, you know you need your protein because of the dialysis. Having a hard time with the protein? Do you loathe liver? Are you baffled at the massive amounts of beef? Are you terrified of tofu? Then try drinking your protein, and I'm not talking about liver beef tofu smoothies. Protein powder that you can buy at your local store is perfect and delicious way to get that protein when you need it. Just make sure you read the label. Low sodium, low potassium, and low sugar. You know the drill, so next time someone asks... Did you eat all your protein today? You can say... Not only did I eat it, but I loved it. I had a breakfast shake, and then I put some in my coffee, and then I made some muffins with it, and then I... There are protein powders out there that have as much as 24 grams of protein in just one serving. No sugar and low in sodium and potassium. So drink up and be healthy. Back with Kathy Libby. So what are you up to now? My involvement with the RSN has led me to become the project manager for the advocacy group, We Can. Oh, I love that project manager. It's like The Apprentice. It is. I Who's the project? and everything. Oh, my God. You're fired, Kathy. <laughs> oh, don't say that, Stephen. 
<laughs> you love reality TV, don't you? I do. You? So anyway, that's really wonderful fun. There's been so much going on in the regional community this yes. year. Lori and I have been very busy, so it's it's great fun, and it's a wonderful group of people that we She's work with. She's been busy? To say the very least. Every time I call, they say, uh, I say, is Lori there? She says, hold on, she's taking a nap. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's not yeah. true? Oh. i just just trying to avoid oh, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> One time they put her on speakerphone, and she's, boy, does she snore. <laughs> I thought well, it was my bulldog. When you're not working, what do you like to do for fun? Um, I love arts and crafts. I've always done arts and crafts, and I especially like working with kidney kids, and, and so I do. Where do you find these kidney kids? You just go around the mall and ask who has kidney disease? Well, they, they're part of the transplant center that I'm attached oh. to as well. I'm on the waiting list for a transplant. There's a dedicated pediatric unit near me. So we have all kinds of outings and things, and we do. It's, it's really you, great to see. You them. out the children? <laughs> Little Jimmy's gay. Nobody knows it. Well, I think one thing that's interesting that she does is she belongs to a stitch and bitch class. Have you ever heard of a stitch and bitch class, Stephen? I know stitching, and I look at you and I think of bitch. <laughs> it's very fun. It's a group of my friends. You're who get fired. Together. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the Donald Trump hair. That's perfect. Okay. What is Stitch and Bitch? Stitch and Bitch. We get together. It's a group of friends. We get together uh, once a month, maybe, on a Sunday and spend all afternoon. And we munch and we work on a project and we chat. And it's a, it's a great outlet. It's really a lot of fun. What is the Stitch? Well, I've been working on the same sweater for the last six or eight oh, you, months. You, you, but, you you know, she's like bitching too much. Sure. <laughs> what, if, what if somebody doesn't sew? Do they... okay. You can do any craft you want. You can paint. You can anything you want. We, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and you, I think you need this class. And, and is it you see, all you women? You have some unpent anger right now, in Steve, you. We would love to have you join if you'd like to Yeah, come. but it's in Albany. The it plane tickets yeah. will be... I'll here. find you one in Moore Park. Ooh, I'll even pay your membership. Thank you, Lori, for telling everyone where I live. <laughs> Why don't you give them my email address and my phone number? And I'll get stalked again like I was in the 80s. Well, I'll tell you the most fun thing I'm doing right now. Um, I'm taking a... Clown class. I'm a, a crown class? Clown. 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 You know, I suggest addiction class. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Joey, which is a clown in training. So I have, I'm working on my persona. I'm Kismet the Kidney Clown. So we're working on all kinds of very important skills like balloon animals and face painting. And, and where do you train? The local community college near in Albany. They actually have credit yes, for clowns. Yes, they absolutely do. Yes. You should look into that, Stephen. Why? I think you have some natural abilities. <laughs> you, you have to, like in class, you have to put on the clown white. Absolutely. And yes. Every night, put your clown face on and your wig. And, and your nose is a kidney shape. My nose is kind of kidney shaped. Wow. Is that very physical, though? I always thought clowns were very physical. Well, some of it is, but you can kind of do what you like, and I do a lot of things. You do a dialysis clown. You just dress in a clown outfit and sit, sit in, in the chair, chair. for four hours. <laughs> And you entertain. Now, do and you use a lot of glue and glitter and stuff? A lot of costumes? glitter and makeup oh, on the costume sequins, jingle bells. What do you mean you use a lot in your act? You no, use when a lot you're, of... you got to make up your costume. Oh, do you have a picture of you as a clown? I do. I'd be happy to show you me in my little red curly wig and my red glitter nose and all of my makeup. It's. Uh, and, and and what what do you wear? Big clown pants? Big and clown pants and, a, yeah, and something with lots of pockets because you always have little, little tricks. How was your favorite balloon? balloon? How was the balloon thing going? The balloon animal is very fun. Which one's do. your favorite? Do you like to make little black poodles? Little poodles. Yeah. They're oh. very fun. You know what? <laughs> you girl it, after my own heart. <laughs> poodles. Well, what was interesting is I just read Steve Martin's autobiography. He started to, to the balloons. He was a, an employee at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And it's very fun. It was a very fun book. Yeah. It's read. amazing what you can do. You can create flowers and castles yeah, and birds. Birthday cakes and it's 
It's birthday a cakes are a little hard to digest. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. So you know they get stuck and everything. Well, it sounds like you have a really active life. Uh, what do you want to tell other patients out there who have just been diagnosed? I would say remember that you can still lead a very full life. Keep interested in things. Take on new hobbies. Live your life as if you didn't have kidney disease. Understand that you'll have some limitations, and, and that's sometimes hard to accept. I, yeah, I mean, the energy yeah. never comes back. The energy me. level is a little bit different, but you just manage it differently right. and you juggle yeah. it so that you can do the things that you want to do that are important to you. Mm-hmm. And I would say advocating for your own care, the advocacy piece for me is huge because knowing that I can impact the lives of fellow patients, my my own medical care, and sometimes the laws that are being passed in the country, yeah. it's a wonderful feeling. Now tell me, you're on a waiting list. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, are you in different waiting lists on different places? I'm actually only on one waiting list, the um, Albany Medical Center is where I'm a, a patient. And what is the wait list there? It's about 18 months for someone with my blood very type. Very good. Yeah, I'm yes. very fortunate. Very yeah. It's a very active center. <laughs> they also have a support group where we meet once a month and they bring in guest speakers so that we can continue to be more and more educated patients. Wow. And yeah. what kind of, do they have good guest speakers? They have great guest speakers. Like Lori yeah. and... Well, we haven't had Lori yet because she'd have to fly cross country. So right. we've had more local people. But right. they have done everything from advances in transplantation to getting back to work to social security, anything that you need to know. Right. Um, holistic health care. It's so important because kidney disease is so complicated. There's so many aspects. It impacts so many parts of your life. And your and, body too. Yes, your body image, everything. Everything changes. It's like you, your whole life is just dumped over. You, it really, you, you do have to start thinking differently about things. You certainly do. But I do most of the things that I would normally be doing even if I didn't have kidney disease. Are you taking, you know, all these new medications and everything, you know? For... Well, when I was pre-dialysis, I had a certain set of medications. Certainly that transition is tough when you go from mm-hmm. pre-dialysis and this set of medications and, oh, you can only eat two ounces of protein a day mm-hmm. to dialysis where all of a sudden your medications completely change and you have to balance off the dialysis treatments and you have to eat a lot of protein to stay healthy. So that, that was a tough transition. But once you kind of get into the routine of it, I'm able to travel. I, I'm able to do a, a lot of things That's that I great. couldn't do a year ago. Well, you know, thanks for coming in. And I, I could understand you perfectly, even though, you know, with the accent and everything from France. We're going to go, Lori and I are going to go have some Freedom Fries now. Wonderful. And uh, um, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Yeah, I had thank a, was you. wonderful being here. Thank you so much. Oh, it was great. Fun. Great. Thank we'll you. see you as the clown later on. Absolutely. Okay. You know, I always wanted to be a clown. I, I mean, think that's you so should cool. be a clown because you have that bubbly voice and, you know, you could go bubbly around and make voice. <laughs> you know, when I, I told you, when I call stores and I ask, do you have this item in stock? They go, hold on, ma'am, I'll check for you. <laughs> well, you would. You would make a great clown. I, you know, it, you, you make a great clown when you're not dressed up. Well, thank you. <laughs> you know, but I trip a lot, which is perfect for a clown. <laughs> so, no, I mean, that's that's fascinating. Yeah, it is. You yeah. know what? Sometimes we just take life too seriously. We got a clown around. We can control our own destiny. We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options. We can form partnerships with our health care team. We can take steps towards self-improvement. We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family. We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives. We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow. We can help and support our fellow patients. We can pursue our hopes and dreams. We can make a difference.
The opinions, recommendations, statements, and advice contained on Kinney Talk are for information only. You should not use the information on the show to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without first consulting with a qualified health care provider. Please consult with your health care provider about any questions or concerns you may have regarding your condition or dietary regimen.